Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The extra point. The extra point. The extra point. The extra point. With Tyler Head and Gamecock Central on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark with you. Today's special guest from Gamecock Athletics, Ellie Ruprick. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ellie. Yeah, appreciate you being here, Ellie. Michigan native. So we were just talking about the uh, the weather off air. Dive into that. We're starting to get a tinge of humidity out there um, in Columbia. We got a lot to dive into with you. Um, I always like to find out about the differences in all the sports. We were talking about this before we came in, just in terms of scholarships, in terms of schedule, just how you guys do everything on a day-to-day basis. So we'll certainly get into that here on the Garnet Trust Hour. But uh, first of all, how's it how's it going? What are you up to right now in terms of school, uh, practice, just everything that you got going on? You know, everything is just kind of winding down. As we know, the semester is kind of coming to an end. Um, we're just finishing up a couple uh, spring scrimmages with our team, um, as well as finals. So just getting into that, um, definitely hitting the books a lot. But uh, we are finishing up our 20-hour weeks um, as opposed to eight hours. So, yeah, it's, we're playing uh, NC State next Saturday for our final scrimmage, and then we're going to be off for the summer until June. So what is kind of – walk us through, like, a, a day in the life of, of Ellie Rupert. Like, at this time of year, um, we'll kind of go through the different – periods of summer and then in season certainly I'm sure is pretty busy pretty wide open for you but um, as you're balancing school and practice what does kind of a typical day look like for you yeah for sure so right now we are in 20 hour weeks which means for each week we're limited to 20 hours of practice um, mandatory lift and things like that so day-to-day like for this week example we have 7 a.m. lift I usually head off to class around 10 maybe get a nap in there if I can (laughs) but um and then usually have I have a pretty heavy schedule on Tuesday Thursdays um but I kind of balance that to have none on Monday Wednesday Friday which is pretty good in my opinion oh yeah um but yeah so then class and then usually practice one to four ish maybe class after and then homework and usually sleeping pretty early to get up not a lot of downtime not a lot of downtime are you do you consider yourself are you like naturally a morning person or a night owl um, I would say I like get up pretty early. Like I, I can manage. I don't mm-hmm. like, you know, crash. You don't love it. I don't love it. No, I do not love getting <laughs> up at 6 a.m. No. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm a mixture of both, but I can kind of, I can balance the, the getting up early. So you're from, you're from Michigan. Um, how did you find your way to South Carolina? That's a great question. <laughs> um, originally through the recruiting process, I really didn't want to, you know, go far from home. I was yeah. kind of a homebody. 
um, wanted to stay close to family. But, you know, stepping on this campus, it was just, like, totally different than any other school I visited. I just felt like, I just, like, just me being, like, literally, like, a freshman, sophomore in, in high school, like, kind of coming out of my shell. And I was, like, so comfortable right away with all the people that were on this campus, coaching staff, the players. Like, I just felt, like, at home and, like, comfortable at every aspect of the trip, like, every aspect of the visit. Um, and that kind of, like, sold it for me, just, like, that comfortability and that the amount of, like, resources that this university offers, like, obviously, South Carolina in general, but, like, just, like, the SEC, like, there are just so many things that other schools were just not able to offer. And, like, the comfortability for my parents to have that, being so far away, you know, just, like, athletic trainers, stuff like that, the doctors take such good care, to, care of us. I think that was just, like, a really big part, like, I'll be taken care of, even though I'm not so close to my family. So where else did you consider, if you don't mind going into that? Wh- was it primarily places that were closer to home? Um, funny enough, I had, like, my final, like, four or five were just, like, totally different cultures. It was kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so here, obviously, Michigan State, home. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquette, a little different. I was in Wisconsin. And then West Virginia. So, like, totally wow. different cultures. Like, city feel. West Virginia is obviously very different. Um so, yeah, like, just the different cultures I kind of, like, spread out into to see what I liked and mm-hmm. obviously found what I did, thankfully. Now, you mentioned you wanted to stay closer to home, like, initially, when you are thinking about, hey, probably going to go to college, play volleyball somewhere, probably want to stay closer to home. Uh, a couple of those are obviously closer to home, Michigan State being in your home state. But how, how did that process start? With, like, how did you even start considering South Carolina? Did they reach out to you? Did you see something about their program that made you want to reach out? How did that come about? It was actually a funny story. So my, I believe it was sophomore year of high school, um, I actually went on a tur- like club tournament. Mm-hmm. And it was with a team that needed more players. So I was on the 16s, the 17s team. Said, we need more, like, we need a middle, like, come play for us. And so I did. And that was actually the tournament that South Carolina spotted me, which was uh-huh. kind of crazy, like, how that worked out and how it was just meant to be. Um, and then, yeah, from there, just, like, being recruited through college or club tournaments, excuse me, um, and then just, like, contacting me through that, like, seeing me play live and then through that. Well, it, it, I, I was going to say, what did you know about South Carolina and their volleyball program prior to all that? Um, I did not know <laughs> South Carolina was a university. I hate to admit that. Um, I didn't know it was in the SEC. This was, like, probably freshman year, but, you know, after that, I – quickly realized that that was kind of silly of me but um you know after that i followed the sec pretty heavily um through my recruiting process and realized they were a good program and maybe i should have known before but yeah now being from michigan how big of like a general college sports fan were you prior to coming here oh my gosh because yeah, I, I think we kind of get lost like college football and like college sports is yeah. such a big deal down here but other areas of the country it's not quite the same yeah, I would definitely say just, like, the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry growing up. Like, every sport I would kind of be involved with. It. Obviously, football and basketball, big ones. We would go to the games. My uh, dad and brother are both alums from uh, Michigan State, so I'd definitely be up there a lot. But, um, yeah, like, I would go to Michigan State volleyball games growing up. I actually went to a lot of Michigan lacrosse games. I played lacrosse in high school. So just a lot of, like, a, a variety of sports, really, like, the competitive energy. I just, like, loved being around it growing up. So big, big Michigan State fan then. Yes, very big. Uh, more, uh, let's not use the word hatred. More dislike or disdain, whatever word you want to come up with for Michigan or for Clemson. Now that you're at South Carolina. 
Um, yes, either, either answer is okay. You no, know, wrong, no I, wrong answer. I spent 18 years not liking Michigan, so that it's like totally kind of hard sense. to, you know, but I do kind of see them as like similarities just in like kind of like cultures and like attitudes of the schools. Like I kind of, maybe it's just bias that I go to South Carolina and I was a Michigan State <laughs> fan, but um, just like the, how they relate in general. Yeah. Do, do Michigan State fans still take offense to the whole little brother comment? I think it was Mike Hart, the Michigan running back that made that like 15 years ago and it still gets brought up all the time. Yeah, we don't like to talk about that, but it definitely is still used. <laughs> Big Tom Izzo fan. Did you watch? You played? Did you play basketball in high school? I did. I okay. High did you? Uh, did you follow? Like, what's your favorite Michigan State sport? Were you big football? Were you basketball? Probably basketball. Yeah. Okay. Tom Izzo, pretty good. He's nuts. He's Legendary. <laughs> he is a legend. He he's outstanding. He always seems to take teams that are just nobody really gives a shot to do much of anything like they just seem ah, they're just okay and then they make a big run in the tournament oh just yeah absolutely this year in general like great coach yeah um so you played basketball you said you played lacrosse too any others no just those three so yeah volleyball basketball and lacrosse through high school how did you end up focusing in on volleyball um so just through like the club opportunities mm -hmm. obviously like there's a pretty heavy um club club volleyball presence in michigan um and then it's kind of honestly i was the best at it I, like, love the other sports right. so much, but, like, I just saw a future more so in volleyball in terms of, co of college and beyond. But, yeah, just focusing on, like, really what I wanted to do. And, like, I kind of got, like, interest really early, so I kind of, mm -hmm. like, had to decide that. And, um, thankfully, my coaches, like, through high school, because I played club. It was uh, fall was high school volleyball season, and then January started club season. So I played club volleyball through basketball and lacrosse season. So, thankfully, my coaches were very understanding of that, and they knew that, like, I was going to play college volleyball, like, that comes as priority. Um, so I was very thankful that they were able to let me play all the things I wanted to. It's, it's always interesting to look at the differences between the sports, like, in, in recruiting. So college football, for instance, you know, kids get recruited pretty early. You know, you hear of guys getting offers as freshmen, things like that. But if a guy commits when he's a sophomore or a junior, for instance, that's still considered, like, pretty early. But it's interesting that some of the other sports, baseball, um, soccer, before they change some of the rules, I mean, you're committing as a freshman in high school. What is it like with volleyball? So prior to a couple, I want to say it was this year, actually, a couple months ago, um, people were committing, like, eighth grade, freshman year. They changed some rules when wow. I was a junior. But, um, yeah, I think now, I could be wrong, but I think now it's June 1 of your junior year, you can start talking to coaches. Yep. So there might be a little leeway because I've seen people commit on June 2nd. Like, there's no way that there wasn't any. <laughs> they decided before. in one day. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So there's definitely those rules in place now to prevent that because I do not think, like, I actually funny story about this. I went on a visit eighth grade to a college in Ohio, and I asked, they were like, do you have any questions? Like, do you have any questions for us? And I asked them what an undergraduate was. I did not yeah, know. I mean, mm -hmm. No, seriously. Yeah. But, like, it just shows that, like, people are getting recruited so early. You don't even know, like, what you want in high school, let alone college and the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, like, crazy. Why? Before they – because they did – they I think that that rule change also does apply to soccer from what from what some of the girls told us. But why was why was it that, you know, players were recruited and committed so early? Was it just, like, it was allowed so there's this pressure to get in early on the top players? Is that kind of – Yeah, I definitely feel like it's, like, the pressure. Like, oh, my gosh, my peers are committing already. Yeah. as well and then like college coaches pressures as well like they're they're getting in the recruits like we have only one uh position left like if you get it now right. you know you have to commit now so definitely that pressure 
All right, going to hit our first time out on the Garnet Trust Hour. Come back on the other side, continue our conversation with Ellie Ruprick from Gamecocks Volleyball right here on 107.5 The Game. The Extra Point with Tyler Head and Gamecock Central on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark, along with our special guest today, Ellie Ruprick from Gamecock Women's Volleyball. And you were talking a lot in the first segment there about playing club volleyball. And we've had several soccer players uh, come through here. And uh, Demola Salami was in here with us on Tuesday. And he talked about, you know, when it comes to being recruited uh, for soccer in high school, if you're not playing in a club, then you're not going to get noticed by colleges really at all. Playing in high school is kind of almost an afterthought. Is it kind of the same thing with volleyball? Like if you're not on a club team, you're probably not going to have a good shot at the next level. For volleyball, um, just like the viewing of players at tournaments, like there are just college tr- college coaches like at every corner on these like big club tournaments, um, just watching players. So I think that def- definitely is like a big opportunity for players as opposed to high school. No one really comes if there's one standout player at a high school team. Like they're probably going to go there if that if that player is recruited or committed already. You know, and I think like just the amount of volleyball players at those convention centers playing like it's just amp opportunity to get recruits um so i definitely agree with that when we were when we were out in dallas for the women's final four uh, we went over the convention center that's where they had the tourney town event you can go do all these you know neat stuff for the family and kids and they were having a huge club volleyball tournament and i was just like wow like this is so did you travel like you traveled a lot with that stuff when you were coming up yeah i'd say the last couple years of high school like Orlando was a staple one every year. Yeah. Um, we were gonna go to Reno, but then COVID. Just a couple far places, a lot of a lot of Midwest, a lot of Texas. Um, yeah, really all over. Never really West Coast, but I'm sure it's pretty big up there too. Let's go. Um, kind of off the away from the court a little bit. Um, you don't get tons of downtime, right? But um, you do have kind of a break in between. Uh, you're telling us your scrimmages and things like that and practices in the spring. And then obviously you guys start the season, what, early August, right? So um, what are some of the things that you like to do just around Columbia uh, when you do have some downtime, whether you're, you know, in practice in the summer or whatever? Yeah, for sure. So um, big outdoors person, love me some nature. Um, (laughs) Last spring, a couple times, uh, we went up to, I think it's Sassafras Mountain. Uh-huh. Just like hiking up there, I saw a couple of friends and I. It's actually the weekend that it snowed like a foot up there, which I did not know happened in <laughs> South Carolina. It, it doesn't. That, that, was, it was, that was atypical. Yeah, it was like it was like January fifteenth last year, but um, yeah, I didn't have my snow boots, but we just went up and hiked for a day. It was like ten miles. It was nuts, but just like being outdoors and like kind of having that like hard work pays off kind of thing. Like you get to top of the mountain, it's a beautiful view. Like oh, yeah. I just like love that. So definitely hiking stuff like that. Um, yeah, being outside, I love it. Now, being that you're from Michigan, when you see snow in South Carolina, you just kind of scoff at it and be like, this is nothing. You see what it's like where I'm from? Oh, my gosh. It is so funny when it's, like, below 50 and everyone has their coats on, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is warm. Like, I'm starting to get accustomed to it because this is my third year living here, but it is just really funny. And, like, even, like, a chance of snow, like, oh, my gosh, shut the world down. Nobody move. Get, get the milk and bread. Yeah, and it takes, like, 10 inches for us to get our snow days in michigan so it's just so funny now how do you feel about the summer heat being 100 degrees and humid down here yeah that's definitely a drawback because you cannot be outside not by a pool 
all day. Um, we were talking about that earlier. Like, a Michigan summer is, like, cold compared to here. It's, like, probably 75, 80s mostly. But, like, the humidity is, like, almost to zero. So, like, you could be outside all day. It's beautiful. Um, but it's definitely a big difference in the summer heat. Do you get back home a decent amount? Yeah, so we get breaks um, May through, like, half of June, and then I'm, I'm home for Christmas, which I'm thankful for. I have heard um, from some people either in Michigan or Ohio that, the like, we have Lake Murray here in Columbia. Have you been out on Lake Murray? I have, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Mm-hmm. But apparently up in that area where you're from, I mean, really cool lakes up in that area, like, during the summer? Oh, yes. I grew up going to Lake Michigan. We had a place on, on Lake Michigan. It was the most beautiful thing ever. It's, yeah, I've got to get up there. Yeah, I've heard it from so many people. Like you can just ride like forever, mm-hmm. like get up there. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like most of my childhood. Um, was my dad's parents had a place, a place called Onekama, Michigan, like northern Michigan. Okay, it was beautiful. But um, yeah, it would just be on the boat on the there's sand dunes right in front of our house. It was just, it was beautiful. And but that's that's like a you know spring summer. Activity. You don't want to get out there in the yeah. winter. You can't get out there in the winter. I mean, you can, but you might get Not the lake. The lake effect might snow you in a little bit. <laughs> That's crazy. What's yeah. the most snow you've seen? Um, probably like a foot. I mean, not oh, really? crazy amounts. What about lowest temperature? They've they've closed school a couple times for low temperatures. I don't I don't know exactly. Probably in the single digits for sure. Maybe less. No negatives. Probably negatives with wind chill. Yeah. <laughs> now, from a geographic perspective, where exactly in Michigan are you from? Like, what part of the state? I'm from a suburb of Detroit. Okay, so the it'd be more. Is Detroit the southern end of the state? Yeah. A little bit closer to the bottom. Southeast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, there's a natural segue. Thoughts on Detroit style pizza. Okay, I did not know Detroit style pizza was a thing until I went to Old Chicago on Gervais. Oh, yeah? And they had it as a sign. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is like, I only thought it was New York and Chicago. But well, had you had it and just didn't yes, realize yes, it? Yes, exactly. I just thought it was like different types of pizza. That well, so like. so what exactly is the difference in, in the... I feel... Have you ever had like, Jets before? No. Jets pizza? Okay, maybe no. that's just a Michigan thing. But it's I like... so, yeah. It's like in between deep dish and thin. Like, it's like the happy medium. So the crust is a little different yeah a little different a little thicker than thin but yeah i think it's a perfect, perfect but after game. you had detroit style were you like this is my favorite i just didn't realize it yes or, really yeah because like i okay i always said jets is my favorite obviously i don't think we have here um <laughs> but i think it's detroit style anyway um so yeah i just didn't realize it was like called that so what's your pizza ranking is it detroit and then is it new york and then chicago or vice probably, versa probably it's probably new york then chicago i mean chicago is just a lot <laughs> it is a lot. It's really thick. And the, the the thing that I didn't realize, I think you have to be like in the mood for it, you know. Yes. Like if you true. went up, and you're like, "Hey, I'm in Chicago," and you really didn't know, you're like, "Hey, let's go get some pizza," and then you got that. Mm-hmm. It's a little like <laughs> sticker shop. Yeah, it's like lasagna. It's, it's like so your it's your one meal for the day. Absolutely, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I went. We went to that one in Chicago. Um, what's the famous one? Giordano's. Like you can order it like frozen and stuff, get shipped mm-hmm. to you, which I've thought about before. But we went there, and first of all, they're like, all right, you um, you basically put your name down, and then they're like, we'll call you in three hours. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, you have to really plan in advance. But the thing I didn't realize about it, and this is just me being uncultured, I guess, is, you know, the whole, like, the sauce is on top of everything. See, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Yeah. 
that's definitely my biggest thing. Like the cheese definitely comes first, though. Yeah, I think the cheese should be on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even prefer, like, if you can find a place where you've got sauce, then topping, then cheese on top. Mm. That to me is the gold mine. Yes. You agree, Tyler? I would agree with that, and I'd yeah. Trying to think, have I ever actually had Chicago style deep dish before? Uh, I don't think I have. Oh man. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. You, I think I feel like you've got like the legit Chicago style, right? Right, with the sauce on top, and I think you have some like imposters where you've got like. Well, I feel like having the sauce on top would make it very messy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a fork and knife kind of deal. Yes, okay. fork and knife and a lot of napkins. Yes, <laughs> and and it's like extreme. Like sometimes you get like you know if you go get a frozen pizza and it's like deep dish, quote unquote. Like you're like, yeah, this is pretty thick. Like, no, like it is legit. Okay. Three big, <laughs> big, tall, like, yeah, you definitely need it. I'll uh, I have to check that out. Well, we'll go to, um, when we get a break, Tyler, we will go to, I don't know, giordanos.com or whatever it is. We're, Just we're gonna order myself order you. some. Yeah, we're going to ship some to you, <laughs> and you can, I guess you heat it up in the oven or something like that. Do you have any other, Ellie, um, do you have any weird food takes? Like, do you do, like, oh, I like uh, pickles and ice cream or something, you know, just something weird? Um, not currently, but I was, I did have a ranch fixation as a child. That's not yeah. weird. What, what, tell me about it. it, depends. it, it oh, okay. <laughs> what, Maybe that's ranch a and what? High. Yeah. Apples. So oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you finally, you finally got me on a ranch combination. I can't get there. Yeah. I would do anything. So not anymore. Don't worry. But that well, was, I mean, your taste buds evolve as you get older. Very true. Yeah, I just loved ranch. And I have honestly never heard that one. Congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you. You know, it's <laughs> weird. I, I, used, I used to really not like ranch. I've come around to it in recent years. Oh, yeah. My favorite good. sub at Firehouse Subs is the turkey bacon ranch. Ab well, so. Absolutely. That's a phenomenal one. I uh, just had Firehouse Subs last night. Got the steamer. I would put ranch on that one. You would? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there, there's very little. I, I'm almost so intrigued by I mean, I always have ranch at the house. We normally have apples, so... Um, He's gonna, you're gonna try it. <laughs> don't, don't like, don't try try. No. Was it like a was it like a red or like a um a Granny Smith? Did it have to have to be a specific Definitely type? Red, but yeah. Any type I feel like our Granny Smith would be super weird with ranch. Like yeah, the sourness, sour tangy. Yeah, I don't know if that'd work. Mm. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> All right. Well, what what are your so your your more traditional takes? Like, what's your? Do you do any cooking? Um, I'm really good at pasta. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, I can boil water and put noodles no. in, but that's all I gotta yeah. do. Yeah, that's so. easy. Slap some sauce on it. Yeah, um, so that's kind of your go-to when you're cooking. Definitely go-to. I'm definitely a little bit of a lazy cook, so whatever's yeah. easiest. No, I, I feel frozen it. food, stuff like that. What um, what's your just, what's your desert island meal? Just like um, favorite I always, thing. I always say fettuccine alfredo. Okay. Which for an athlete, like with the carbs and stuff, like pastas, that's a good go-to. It gives mm -hmm. you energy. Yeah, definitely a good pre-game meal or post-game meal choice. Do you do you watch that pretty closely? Like what you eat? <laughs> You're like, I do not. not really? <laughs> really? I mean, it's important. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, like carbs, I definitely focus on a protein, but not really to a strict, not to a T. What about a, a cheat meal? What's your go-to? Um, that's a good question. Well, you don't watch, I mean, you said you don't watch it, like, super close, though. So do you really have no. true, like, you don't have any food conscience? Where you're Not like, really. <laughs> I mean, like, sweet treats and, like, desserts after dinner are really, like, what get me. Yeah. Um, just, like, ice cream bars or, like, uh, oh. 
cookie. What is it like? Cookie sandwiches. Mm, yeah, that's good. Between. Yeah, those are definitely. She would uh, probably enjoy Scotty Scheffler's Masters dinner dessert with the warm chocolate chip skillet cooked with oh, milk man. and cookies ice oh, cream. Definitely, those, those are so good. Definitely would love that. That's that's always. It's so funny. That's that's Wes's like not vice because it's fine to eat some sweets, but I mean. Like, it, we're kind of different because, I mean, I like sweets, but, like, if you put, like, um, I don't know, some great dessert or, like, plate of hot wings in front of me, I'm like, where's the hot wings? Like, give me that. Right. Wes, I can always see him going internally through his mind, and he's trying to figure out, should I eat this dessert or not? He has, like, a rating system, you mm-hmm. know, for, like, brownies and stuff. Firehouse Subs brownie. Yeah, they, they scored very highly on his uh, rating rated. system. Ooh, yeah, I think, I think they were, like, a... Almost a ten, which is incredible. Pretty close. He's a tough. Uh, he's a tough raider. We'll uh, hit our next timeout. Come back on the other side. Keep talking with Ellie Ruprick from Gamecock Women's Volleyball here on 107.5 The Game, the Garnet Trust Hour. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And welcome back in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 Game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, along with you, Ellie Ruprick, joining us today from Gamecock Women's Volleyball. Uh, you mentioned you're from just outside of Detroit, and we know your uh, fandom for the Michigan State Spartans. What about professional teams? It's not been easy to be a Detroit sports fan over these past couple decades. Uh, what are your thoughts on the pro teams out there? Very sore subject, but um, definitely, like, grew up watching those, like, kind of memorable, like, the bad boys, you know, stuff like that. But um, uh, it's still fun to go to the games, regardless of wins or losses. It's definitely a really cool environment. Um, I went to a Lions game with my dad this past December, and just, like, like, the fan base is still, like, crazy. No matter how, like, terrible the seasons go, like, the fans are so dedicated. I think it's just, like, so cool that... Everyone can still, like, gather around and still be hardcore fans um, for these teams. But, yeah, I mean, they're definitely still really cool environments. And they're all, like, they, they moved the the Pistons back downtown, so they're all four of them are all within walking distance of each other, which I think is, like, really cool to have that environment. Dan Campbell's a little bit of a kooky guy. Are you a you a fan <laughs> of him? Um, I honestly don't know much about him, but, yeah, I have heard a little bit uh, interesting. Knocks. Oh, oh, I got well. you. You're good. Over the weekend, I was watching some of the hard knocks on the Lions. Definitely an interesting guy. He's out there. <laughs> He's out there. But, I mean, they, they've they gotten better. Hey, they kept the Packers out of the playoffs. They did. Yeah. That's all that matters. He's like, that, right. that, that was fun. I always think about Thanksgiving with the Lions because that's really, like, the only time I watch them play. They've played, like, every year since, like, I don't know, 19... 19- Actually, just looked it up. 1945. Yeah, they're the one team that's always guaranteed to be playing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. you turn on TV on Thanksgiving, you'll see the Detroit Lions. That's like my N- one time. Now, does <laughs> the Lions winning or losing like change the vibe of Thanksgiving <laughs> for families in the area up there? Um, probably some families. Probably not ours. Not yours. Not yours. You're like, yeah, ah, another yeah. loss. What's <laughs> What's it matter? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So we were talking about the other sports you played earlier: basketball, lacrosse. Do you have any uh, stories about playing against somebody in basketball that ended up being... So, Kat Berry from soccer, she played against Aaliyah Boston in high school. Really? Yeah, and she has a story that um, I hope Kat's not listening because I make fun of her a little bit. She um, 
She says she guarded Aaliyah Boston for some unspecified amount of time. We wasn't, don't know. It was not the whole game. It was game. not we the whole game. Much. It apparently wasn't one minute. She kind of leaves it open-ended. Somewhere in between one and how many minutes did they play in high school? Yeah, whatever it is. One and 40, let's I call assume. it 40. And I feel like it grows every time she tells the story, but she held Aaliyah scoreless oh. in that time. However long it was. Could you do that? Probably not. Not even in <laughs> high school? She admits she couldn't do it now because Kat got worse and Aaliyah got better. Um, I think the height matchup probably wouldn't be terrible between Aaliyah and I. That's but true. She definitely had... More skills than I did. She's six four. Mm-hmm. You're six three. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got. Can you keep up with her on the vertical? Still got a good vertical. Sure. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> now are you are you physical in the paint? Because that's what she's good at. <laughs> yes, but probably not to her level again. When I was in high school, I was playing against uh, you know five six girls, and I kind of basically just hopped over them. So a hopped bit, a little over different. Them. <laughs> yes, that is a good. Um, all right, volleyball. Let's let's go to volleyball. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, um, what's your what's your favorite thing? Like when you we do something on the court, like what's your favorite? Is it like a block? Um, probably blocking. Yeah. Honestly, like a huge stuff block is like a huge momentum shifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for like the team morale and just like the crowd in general, especially at home. Like, I think that can switch momentum more than anything else in the game. So I think I I love being like a part of that. Um, do you consider yourself better offensively, defensively? Like, what's your? Um, probably defensively. Just like um, I've been able to like get pretty good at like eye sequencing and like kind of mm-hmm. reading the plays and like analyzing things quickly, which is really important at a college level. Um, so definitely that helps a lot. And then obviously trying to improve my offensive game every day. Yeah. So you're a junior. So as you as you're going through these scrimmages against some other teams, as you're practicing. Uh, conditioning and lifting things this summer, and then going into the season. What are what are some of your kind of your individual goals and things that you're trying to work on the most? I know you said you're trying to improve offensively, but what are some of those goals that you have for yourself? So I'm actually battling an injury currently. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of just now getting back to playing. I kind of missed uh, the first portion of spring. So for me, just getting back healthy and getting back yeah. to where I was. Uh, but I'd say a regular spring, you know, definitely quickness, um, hit the weights pretty hard, just like strength and Mobility is a definitely a big concern for me, just like all my long limbs, you know, making sure everything's intact. Um, but, yeah, definitely strength and agility. When y'all are in the weight room and conditioning, you know, I, I don't have as much of a frame of reference as, like, how you train, right? Because it, it's different. And when you're training for sports, you know, you're trying to be specific to that sport. I mean, you're training athletes. You're not training an Olympic powerlifter. You know, right. the goal is not how much weight can you lift it's what does the movements mean so what are you specific to volleyball and how y'all train what is the focus like as far as let's start with the conditioning is it like lots of running is it lots of uh side to side movements things like that um i wouldn't say a lot of running i would say movements in the way of like skipping mm-hmm. and like a skips and like that um shuffles um we do these like bounds it's kind of like the ankle movement of like jumping we kind of try to mimic in our skips and runs like that to make sure our like ankles are strong and the positioning is good for that um and just like those quick twitch movements you know whether you're a defender digging a ball fast or like blocking fast like you gotta have quick feet so that's definitely something we focus on more so than you know just running miles because we're not doing that in our day-to-day games you know and then in the weight room is is it kind of 
an equal split between lower body, upper body. I mean, you got to use all of it. Right. So, I mean, is that the focus? Yeah, I definitely think it's a pretty even split between the two. Obviously, we have to use both. Um, again, those quick movements, like whether it's like squat, like it's a lot of like tempo-based down and then like explosive up because, you know, like jumpers got to get up fast, uh, quick. So definitely those explosive movements are really important to focus on the weight room. I asked you about the your favorite play to make. You said block. What about the hardest? Like what's the hardest volleyball skill you think, hardest thing to master? Um... I still say for me it's blocking because like it does mm -hmm. get like you get into some ruts you know um <laughs> and like we're the first line of defense so like if you misread or you don't make an efficient move like the entire back line of defense is affected and like the hitter can slam a ball down to the board faster you know so yeah. it definitely is like the more difficult thing to do um but that's just my position i'd say probably defending some pretty high level sec hitters is probably yeah. really difficult as well Testing tough. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with Ellie Rupert next right here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, today's special guest, Ellie Rupert from Gamecock Women's Volleyball. Ellie, uh topic we've been talking about a lot this week revolves around South Carolina's spring game which is coming up next Saturday and coach Beamer talked the other day about maybe wanting to make the spring game something of more of an actual contest by welcoming in like an FCS school or some other school from from nearby to play an actual game in place of the usual scrimmage volleyball similar to football is a sport that primary season is in the fall but you guys also have a spring exhibition schedule as well which you're in the midst of right now I know you said you're working through an injury so probably you're not getting too much playing time there but there is another game coming up against NC State on the 15th same day as the spring game from your standpoint and I know volleyball and football are different sports how beneficial is it to play other teams in the offseason as opposed to just scrimmaging against yourself big opportunity for us um just in the past kind of struggling on that you know uh away uh courts you know just going to other teams uh facilities and using their facilities that's definitely been a hard thing because you know here we have what i would say one of the best home environments just because it is one of the smallest arenas but that means that we pack it in and the fans are on top of the players like we have our band literally 10 feet from players playing um, so I think it's pretty intimidating. And then, like, just having that, like, backing of the fans with us here, going anywhere else, it's like, oh, crap, we don't have that anymore. It's, big, it's a big difference. So I definitely think um, being able to go to other places and just, like, practice, play, whatever it may be, um, on another court with other teams is definitely really beneficial for us. And we actually haven't been able to do it since I've been here. Uh, freshman year, COVID year, uh, last year we had a, a bunch of injuries, so we couldn't fill a team, really. Um, so yeah, I definitely think we'll be able to do that this year and just have those opportunities to play with other teams and on other courts. You are, Tyler, Tyler, mentioned, Tyler mentioned Gamecock football. You are a pretty big Gamecock football fan, right? You went to, you're telling me you got to, I mean, your seasons overlap, but you try to go to the games when you can, right? Yeah. So we've been pretty lucky on being able to go to, um, a bunch of the football games. I know some players from like other teams or other like programs, like not been able to go to even one their whole career. Wow. Um, so definitely really lucky that we've been able to kind of like use our schedules and match them up so we can go to the football games. 
Um, but yeah, we love supporting them. It's super fun to go to. Did you get to go to the Tennessee game last year? Yes, we did. We were so happy we were there. That was such a big moment. You rushed the field. You won't yeah. get in trouble. Everybody rushed it. Exactly. That's what we said. That, that, that's <laughs> what it's like, should we do it? Yes, we should. Yes. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely a lot of fun. Is that your favorite, like, USC sport just to watch and follow? Is it football? Is it something else? Um, it's probably basketball, men's and women's. Yeah. I love to go to those games and, you know, I obviously played so I can understand it a little better. Right, right. But then just as far as the environment, I'd say football, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people would say that as well. Thank you for the segue. I want to take a minute to tell everybody about a cool women's basketball-related event that's coming up soon. Uh, Garnet Trust, um, who brings this program to you here on 107.5, is actually having a WNBA draft watch party, and you can check that out on Monday, April the 10th. 6.30 to 9.30 Eastern is going to be at Market on Main on Main Street. It is a free party, so you can go check that out. And a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit NIL for the women's basketball team uh, to create NIL opportunities for them. There's going to be, uh, my understanding, some South Carolina women's basketball athletes will be at that event. So, again, that's Monday, April 10th, 6.30 to 9.30 at Market on Main. If you want to register, uh, spots are going fast, but you can still do that at garnettrust.com and that leads us to another topic um ellie nil um in college athletics has been uh pretty robust like here at south carolina D did you think when you were you know getting recruited like nil wasn't a thing yet until later it's been live for about two years now uh, but what are your thoughts on it just being able to capitalize and and have some of those opportunities for athletes like you I think it's a extremely beneficial kind of thing to have for all athletes. I think it kind of ties into like having equal opportunities for people to go and kind of like reach out for those. Obviously, you have the big names that are able to get those uh, deals much easier than let's say like volleyball or mm -hmm. kind of lesser sports than football and basketball. Um, but I think it's really cool that we're able to still like if we want to have these deals, like we can go and find them. We can go and like make a name for ourselves if we one have the time and one like want to do that. And I think that's really cool for just like men's and women's sports, be able to like have that opportunity to go out and do something different that other students can't do. Now, when NIL went into effect two years ago in 2021, did you think you were going to have opportunities as a volleyball player? Or did you think it was just going to be limited to like football and basketball, like the big quote unquote revenue sports? Right. I honestly did not think that we were able to get any because yes, yeah, that same idea, like who's going to want to have an athlete that's not a football or uh, basketball player come and like sponsor their company or event or something like that you know and I think it's really cool that that's kind of developed too people do want a variety of athletes like like you said like Garnet Trust, Trust like they want a variety not just the big name sports not just the revenue making sports like all these athletes have different stories different livelihoods at the same university I think it's really cool that we're able to have the variety of sports and different athletes. Ellie when you're um kind of just this not just the athlete experience but like the student experience the life experience here at South Carolina you mentioned when you're getting recruited it just kind of felt different like you just fell in love with the atmosphere and environment what what's your favorite part maybe non-athletics part of USC what is it about this place that you've enjoyed so much um honestly just like the culture like everywhere you go like I am in the business school so Darla Moore and like Every professor, every, like, group project, things like that, just, like, the environment that you're in, like, people are just so similar and just, like, kind of, like, wanting the best for you. And that kind of ties into athletics as well. Like, everyone's just, like, working for you to be better and be the best person you can be and, like, developing you for beyond college. And I think that's just so important. Obviously, that's 
while we're here, we're able to like pro progress to our career and what we want to do in the future. And I think that this university does a great job of like developing people um, educationally as well as like anything else. There's just so many opportunities for you, not just educationally. So you're a finance major. Any ideas what you want to do after you finish playing? No, no, <laughs> no idea. Um, obviously interested in finance. Um, I was kind of just like narrowing down what I want. I knew I wanted to do business and I knew I didn't want to do some other ones. So I kind of, mm -hmm. you know, process of elimination uh, to get me to finance and I was good at it and I liked it. So I uh, just chose that, I guess, which may not be the best reason for choosing a major. But um, yeah, I guess just like the math part of it, I'm kind of interested in. So uh, along the same lines, it's pretty stats heavy. So I was thinking like <laughs> business, uh, analysis route not sure something like that yeah I, I i will not name the other athlete that i was talking to off the air um but you know you went for the math route i went like how can i avoid math at all costs <laughs> yeah there's a reason he and i do the jobs that we do yeah. because the majors yeah. did not involve much math i was talking <laughs> to another athlete and it's like yeah i i also tried to avoid math i had one stat class at usc uh, not for me, not for me. Let's just say that. But I'm, but I'm glad you like it. That's cool. I mean, there's a lot you can do with that, and obviously sure. the Darlemore School of Business is is outstanding. Yes. Um, have you had have you had any cool internships or anything like that? that um, I actually have not. It's kind of like overwhelming that there's like people are just so like into those and like people get internships like freshman sophomore year i'm like yeah. so overwhelmed that i haven't had one yet but there's definitely like <laughs> ample opportunity for that oh yeah Darlith, like there's just so many opportunities and like stuff for that they did they do a really good job at usc i mean you mentioned the development their their internship program is pretty good i didn't mean to stress you out more by by mentioning it i'm, I'm, no, sure, okay. I'm sure i'm sure you'll find something cool um all right, Tyler, do we need to, are we out of time? Uh, yeah, that'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Ellie, thank you so much for joining us today. We certainly wish you and your teammates best of luck going forward. Hopefully you can heal up from your injury and be ready to go when the fall rolls around. Thank you. All right, coming up next is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs right here on 107.5 The Game.